Hebrews chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward His name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. I want to talk to you tonight about don't quit and don't faint. Uh, Here we have, this scripture is talking about Abraham and how he patiently endured and when he had completed everything that was to be completed, he finally obtained the promise. But, you know, he didn't even obtain that promise during his life on this earth. That was something that he didn't he wasn't able to see fulfilled until after he was gone, right? He was able to see hundreds of years after his descendants inherit the promised land. So what was it that pushed Abraham along? First of all, let's look at verse 10. It says, "For God is not unrighteous, to forget your work and labor of love. Now, each and every one of us, whether you're a, a pastor or a Sunday school teacher or just a normal churchgoer, probably has somebody in your life that you have spent some, some long hours praying for their salvation. You've, you've poured into their life the best you could to see them receive Jesus. Maybe maybe only one time in your life, but I guarantee you there has been a time when you've felt that kind of concern for somebody. If you've been a Christian any length of time, that will come about. So, do you always see the answer you want? No, you don't. Maybe it's just work you've done for the kingdom of God. Do you always see the result that you want. No, you don't. Just like Abraham, he persevered, man. I mean, you you think about the promises that Abraham received, and, uh, you know, one of them he was able to see, that promised child that God promised him. But how long did it take? Forty years he waited. But he saw the result of it. So how many times have we spent time working, serving, praying, ministering, and you don't see the result? See, that Scripture, though, it tells us that God is not unrighteous. He does not forget your work and your labor of love. You see, there is a reward for that service. It may not be in this life, like in the case of Abraham, uh, receiving that land of promise, But there is a reward that's coming. 
He's not unrighteous. He's not going to forget what He's promised you. And He's not going to let your prayers go unnoticed. The Word tells us that the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. God hears it and He will respond. It may not be when we want Him to. It may not be how we want Him to. But He hears that prayer. So what was it that kept Abraham following after and looking for the fulfillment of God's will? That's a long time, 40 years, to wait on a promise. What was it that kept him moving forward? I wrote down here, was it just the promise? Was that promise enough? See, somebody can tell you, I promise to do this, or I promise to give you that, or, or do this over here. Just the knowledge of that promise is enough to carry you a little ways, but at some point you're going to say, well, they ain't going to stick to it. Their word's no good. They promised they were going to do it, and they haven't done it. See, after a certain period of time, we get tired of waiting, don't we? So what was the difference in what Abraham went through and him being able to wait 40 years and what I'm talking about? It wasn't just the promise that propelled him, was it? The promise of a child. So, what was it? Well, we know, first of all, that Abraham is what we call the father of faith, right? That's, he's kind of the, the exempt, example to all of us of what our faith should be. So faith was definitely a big part in what propelled him forward as, as far as waiting to receive that promise. Sticking to the promise God had made. Faith was a big part of it, but that's not the only thing. Because let's face it, I can keep believing and having faith, but at some point, that's not enough unless I understand something else. You see, the second thing is knowledge of the One that made the promise. And see, this is where your faith can be reignited time after time after time because that faith will begin to subside. But because of my knowledge of who made the promise, my faith can be reignited, you see. When I, when I take into remembrance of who it is that made the promise. Right? See, it's not just Sam making a promise to me. It's not Jerry making a promise to me. I'm talking about the promises of God. And see, God is not slack concerning His promises. Why am I telling you guys this tonight? Well, I want you to understand something about God that you may have uh, forgotten in times past. I want you to be reminded that the, the reason why we don't quit is because we know who made the promise. We know who has assigned the work that, is, that there is to do. What was it that kept Moses going all those years in the wilderness. Do y'all think Moses was aware of the fact that they were wandering? He most definitely was. He knew those deserts. Right? 
He knew where he was at. He was aware of the wandering, okay? What was it that kept him? I mean, you know, I'll tell you all the truth, man. I would have been like, forget this. Y'all, this is ridiculous. It's right over there. What was the thing that kept them in the wilderness, first of all? It was a stiff-necked people, wasn't it? That old generation that just wasn't going to change. So when all of them died off, they were then able to move forward. So that, that old generation was holding everything back. They would not change their ways. Okay, we acknowledge there is this God, but man, it sure was nice in Egypt. Don't y'all remember how we didn't have to believe in in God? We didn't have to trust in nobody that this was going to happen. We knew when we were going to eat. We knew when this was going to happen, when that was going to happen. We had a place to live. Don't y'all remember? And see, that old generation kept looking back to Egypt. But that new generation heard about this promise. And see, they understood what it was in the wilderness and said, I don't want to be in the wilderness. So they began to push forward. So what was the thing that kept Moses moving forward? You see, it was his faith in God and it was his knowledge of God. He knew God was faithful. He knew God was reliable. He knew He could count on the promise of God. So what kept kept Him 40 years in the wilderness? Knowing that God was still in control. Knowing that God hadn't left Him, hadn't forsaken Him. He knew as long as I follow God, it doesn't matter how long I walk in circles. If God is leading me, I know we'll end up at the right place. 2 Timothy 1 and 12. Y'all have heard me quote this many times. It says, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. Y'all, Moses was persuaded. He was fully persuaded in who God was and what He was able to do. Let's face it. When you stand on a mountain and you watch the hand of God carve those Ten Commandments, it kind of is life-changing, ain't it? But y'all, I want you to understand, it really doesn't matter. And we've seen evidence of this in the Bible. It really doesn't matter how spectacular the thing is that God does in your life. Eventually, your your awareness of how great God was in that moment will fade away if you don't continue pressing into Him. I've seen God do wonderful things in people's lives. And oh man, they are fired up when they understand it was God doing it. But time passes, they don't continue to seek out God and eventually how real that situation was. It's not as real anymore. It's a fading memory. What's the difference? 
How is it Moses was able to continue on? How is it Abraham was was able to continue on? They had a relationship with God. Y'all, relationship we probably won't ever be able to attain. I don't know why, but they just had something special with God. God would come down and talk to Moses. The Bible says it talked, He talked to Moses face to face like a, like a friend or brother. Wow. You think that's all God's doing? No, it wasn't. It wasn't just God doing that. It was the desire of Moses' heart that brought that about also. You see, God's not going to have a relationship like that with you unless you're wanting it. So why didn't they quit? Man, think about it for a minute. What, What did Moses see that would cause him to want to continue? Y'all, there was so much adversity in the wilderness. So much adversity from the Israelites themselves. You think he didn't get frustrated and fed up? Oh my goodness, a bunch of whiners they were. Just get frustrated with them and say, God, just take them. Just do whatever you want to. I'm tired of it. I guarantee you he got tired of it. But what kept him moving forward? Knowing that God put him there. Right? So all of this is being said for a reason tonight. I want you to remember where God put you. I want you to remember those people that God put in your life that you may have at times past ministered to. And the devil has come to you and tried to rob you of what God has promised. I want you to remember if God puts you there, He has a purpose for you and you cannot allow the enemy to steal that away. You see, at any time if Moses wanted to, he could have walked off and said, y'all are on your own. I know how to get there on my own. I'll get there. I'm not saying his journey would have been fruitful. I'm not saying he would have been blessed for doing that. I'm saying he could have just gave up if he wanted to. But there was a calling from God in his life and he was not willing to sacrifice what God had in store for him. Y'all, I want you to understand something about Moses. He was not able to go into that promised land. God would not allow him to because of his disobedience. But y'all, he still inherited a promise. He still received a reward. It said that God buried him in the mountain. That was special care, right? You see, God's not unrighteous. God couldn't allow him to go into that promised land because of his disobedience. But God did not forsake Moses. That's the kind of God we serve. Moses didn't quit. You know, Moses could have shut down. The moment God said, no, you're not going in the promised land, He could have said, forget it then. If I can't go, I ain't going. I'll stay right here. He could have shut God off right there. But He didn't. Because He knew something about God. He understood. See, he didn't. He didn't get all. He didn't get all sold up and say, "God, I, I just ain't gonna do it no more." 
This ain't going to do it, God. You want to treat me like that? Fine. Hmm. But he knew something about God. He knew that even though he had disobeyed, that God would be righteous in His handling of that situation, but He would also be righteous in what He had already promised Moses. He knew God would not forsake him in that, and that it would still be to His best interest to continue pushing forward, even though there was that one thing in 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 the mix now. You think the enemy came to him and said, you might as well give up, Moses. Guarantee you he did. He does it to me every time. He hadn't changed his ways either, y'all. He hadn't changed his ways any. So I guarantee you he came to Moses time after time. Oh, you messed up now. You might as well give up. You've really done it now, son. You might as well quit. Well, it's only been 36 years, Moses. You think this is really going to happen? Really? 37 years? I guarantee you the enemy came at him time after time after time. Moses, these people ain't going nowhere. They are not listening to what you're telling them. They don't care nothing about God. You ever seen the devil take the high road? He'll do it, won't he? Well, they don't care nothing about God. He tries to use that against you. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you tonight that the first thing He wants you to do is quit. The last thing God ever wants you to do is quit. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Look at what he was giving up. Think about that seriously now. Look what he was giving up. He stood to lose an inheritance. What is it that brings someone to a place where they're willing to give up that kind of power and wealth? There aren't many things in this world that will do that. It says he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. See, God was already working in him. He had already put a calling in him. Y'all, I remember when I uh, realized that I was called to preach. There wasn't nothing you could do to change my mind about it. I was, I was willing to just give up pretty much anything. Because I knew that's what God had for me. He put something in you so real. And, I, you know, I would love to say that everybody will experience that, but I know they won't because it's not the same. God will call you to salvation, but there is a difference in that call and a call to serve Him. I can't explain it, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God called me to preach. There's no other uh, explanation in my mind for what happened, but God called me, okay? Okay? 
I began to feel a burning in my heart knowing that that's what He wanted me to do. I didn't know how it was going to happen. Didn't know what was going to be necessary to make it happen. I just knew that was the answer. Y'all, I can see Moses, it says he when he come to... Uh, when he was come to years, meaning when he's come of age, when he was able to make this decision on his own. You know, I think of uh, a family that split up, and when kids come to a certain age, they're able to choose which parent they want to live with. They can make that choice on their own. The parents can't decide for them then. They can choose. So I, I think of that kind of situation when Moses came to an age where he was able to speak for himself. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That's not easy to give up, y'all. You know what he could have done? He could have just disregarded the call of God in his life and kept pushing it off, kept pushing it off. He could have enjoyed those pleasures. Let's go on and read. choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Why does it say just for a season? Wouldn't that have been the rest of his life? Y'all, I hate to tell you, when God puts a call on you, you can only hold out so long. You can go enjoy that stuff for a season. There's going to come a point where you're going to have to pay, number one. And number two, where you just can't resist Him anymore. Look what He did. He gave up wealth. He gave up privilege. He gave up authority. And He said, I'm going to go suffer with my people. Wow! You can't tell me there wasn't a call of God on His life. Somebody willing to give up everything to just go suffer with the affliction of His people. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for He had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for He endured as seeing Him who is invisible. You see that? He wasn't afraid of that king. Why? Because of the one he saw that was invisible. See, he had knowledge of that God that goes beyond the power of any king. That God that's greater than any authority on this earth. He understood even at that age something was greater than what he saw in that king. And he said, you know what? I'm going to follow after him Instead of this lower authority. I'll give up everything. Because of what I feel in my heart right now. Y'all, there's a whole lot of things in this world that are pleasurable. There's a whole lot of things in this world that will entice you. And and you know what? Most of us will indulge in some of those things to some extent. But it is an entirely different thing when the voice of God comes into your spirit and says, Son, you need to go do what I'm telling you to do. Nothing else will stand in your way at that point. 
You may try to put it off, and most people do. They will try to to put it in the background and say, well, I didn't hear things right. I didn't really hear things the way they ought to be. Maybe that wasn't really what I thought it was. But sooner or later, that voice will get louder and louder and louder. And before you know it, you can't put it in the background anymore. God is not unrighteous. Y'all listen to me. There's somebody in your life right now that you have ministered to in the past or you're going to minister to in the future. Don't give up. Don't faint. What's that Scripture in Isaiah say? He says that we'll mount up with wings as eagles. We'll run and not be weary, walk and not faint. See, it's the Spirit of the Most High God dwelling within us, just like Abraham, just like Moses. They were able to persevere even through, through long, long, long hardships. They were able to keep pursuing that promise. I don't know who it is that you're pursuing. I'm not talking about wealth and riches and fame. Hebrews tells us that Abraham went seeking after a city whose foundations were made by God. See, he didn't even know exactly what he was looking for. He just knew he needed to go. And he went. And he kept going and going until God said, Okay, here it is, Abraham. Moses just kept walking. He said, I don't know when we're going to get there, but I know God's leading us. Y'all, I'm here to tell you today that you don't have to know when or where or why or how. Just know who. That's all you need to know. The next time you want to give up, the next time you feel like, man, I can't go no further, just remember, God's the one that's carrying you anyway. Just keep trusting in Him. Keep believing He's at work because He is. Remember who you've believed in. Be persuaded that He's able. 